We are here with uh, Jose Huertas, uh, Mash, and myself from Cojurens. Uh, we decided to do this uh, fireside chat uh, series. So basically the idea came because the three of us, we have loads of conversations, not only the three of us, but a lot of people inside Cojurens, we have loads of different conversations among ourselves that we found that could be interesting if we actually recorded them. But the idea is not to have anything, uh, let's say, scripted. So we just picked a topic like literally 30 seconds bef before we started this recording. And we're going to talk about it as we normally do uh, in our evenings when we are finishing our work and we have a drink and we just talk about stuff. So, so today we picked the topic that is career progression. So yeah, so let, let's start talking and see what, what happens, right? That's the idea. So yeah. may, maybe we could, for example, if we say like, how do you see, do we see our careers moving from we started and not, not telling our history, but like, how yeah, do we that, see our progression? Exactly, right? Because, you know, it, it, career progression is not some, it's something that sounds pretty formal, like, uh, you know, like institutionalized kind of thing, like you have to go through these steps and so on. But I uh, I personally haven't thought about it that way, right? I just felt like I wanted to do certain things, and I, and if I have the the context to do them, I would I don't know stay with the company or you know try to move into the areas that I wanted to work on and so on. But never really had like oh this is this is the sequence of steps or whatever. I just followed you know what was kind of driving me, you know, and and. And that's how I've gone through lots of things, right? Like not only I started in software development, but I've done lots of other areas, right? Like transformation and team coaching and so on, right? And all of those things in the end have helped me everywhere, right? Like wherever I go, like if, if I'm having to deal with something technical, I there's a lot from those other aspects that I can bring into things, no? And and it helps me, right? Because you know we all know writing software is, is a communication problem. No, it's, it's it's you know understanding what the client wants, trying to you know work what the solution is with the team, trying to tell the computer <laughs> what to do. So uh, so overall, I I've never thought about it in a very structured way. It's been more of a you know follow your passion kind of a thing. But it it ended up working well for me, I think. I don't know, Matt. What do you think? It's it's funny funny you should say that because, like, I've heard Sandro talk about his career and uh, of you know and how he kind of relayed that in his book as well. And I've always thought, you know, I wish I had that kind of level of I don't know maturity at an early age in my life. For 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 me, my career has been more serendipity. But I've I have been thinking a bit about. Uh, about it. I mean, it's a case of like, you know, I did computer science because I liked it. It wasn't the, the subject that I was the best at, by the way, but it was kind of just, you know, of the ones that I was good at, this one seemed to be to have some more of a, a kind of apl applicability for a job when I first kind of chose that as a degree. And then later on, as I said, the reason I say serendipity is that I didn't really think about my career as, oh, I want to do this and I want to get better at this and I want to get better at this. My, when I started working, I just, certain things would interest me and opportunities would come. And I, I, if thinking back on it, I think one thing 
that I would tell myself to keep doing is that I always looked at different experiences. So I was always attracted towards something that was different to what I'm currently doing. So any other task or any other little bit of role or any other work that was slightly more different from what I've been currently been doing, I would be attracted to it and I'd go to it. And and even at when I was at, at the consultancy that Sandro and I were at, uh, I was quite known for like if no one else wants to do something just let give it to Matt because if it's any different he will definitely (laughs) want to do it you know and I think maybe that kind of thing got me to where I am but I definitely didn't have a plan or or any kind of strong passion for anything in particular I know it, it sounds a bit uh, underwhelming. And this, this thing <laughs> didn't change, right? It's still, it's, we are still this way today. Oh, if you don't know, uh, give it to Mesh. Mesh will get that sorted. <laughs> we still do that today. <laughs> Just throw everything at you. So, yeah, you know what? Give it to Mesh. Uh, I, I was, yeah, as you were saying, I was more structured. Uh, I, I, it's difficult for me to say exactly why but I, I wrote as you said mesh i wrote extensively about that and gave talks about those things so i, I was always had those drives I, I wanted to do certain things i was creating my plans I, and i i planned very carefully my entire life since i was like 14 15 until uh, very recently um of course i adapt and stuff but i always had where i am where i want to go and i was reacting but there was uh, it's funny that now that when i look back there was a a financial situation involved as well uh so now for example i'm in a very different different position than i was right so for example the financial pressure that i had growing up also made me be more structured if i wanted to achieve certain things if i wanted to live abroad if i wanted to have certain types of career i would need to do certain things on my own and for that I needed to be very disciplined uh, of course that if you remove for example if I I don't know a, a very close friend of mine from from Brazil was saying like if you didn't have the the financial pressure you had you would have had a very different uh, career or, or you would have made different choices so I became less uh, driven not, not less driven is not the word but like I don't plan as much as I used to do in the early days of my career. Today, I'm more like, as you said, like I let it go a bit and see, explore more opportunities before I was very focused. Yeah. There is actually, there's one thing that makes me, and when we mention the word career, right? What what does it actually mean? Because I've just been writing it down. Like, you know, if you talk about like, you know, they talk about career ladder, right? So you're moving up some kind of a career ladder, right? But I think it's, you know, you are progressing in a certain dimension or you are progressing in multiple dimensions. Hmm. And if we try to look at those dimensions at a, in a more general way, I mean, I've got financial, you know, you talked about, right? You maybe you want more and more money, right? You've got authority, Right, you want more and more power, right? Or position, you want to be in positions where you are doing things that you maybe like more and more, or is kind of related to authority as well. But it also may be related to autonomy as well, right? Mm. 
um, maybe there is a, an element of knowledge, the mastery part. Maybe that's also another ladder that you you moving up this ladder of knowledge. You know, within that there are many dimensions of knowledge as well. But you can maybe these are four that I can come up with just now. But maybe there are many other dimensions as well. And so, so, so what, what are they again? When you talk uh, about sorry, career, what are they again? Uh, which dimension you mean? Mm-hmm. Fin financial authority, authority power, position. position yeah authority power same thing uh, and knowledge I would say or skill knowledge and skill yeah. I guess the same thing similar subject you right? know now now that you're saying that like uh, it, th that's been kind of my drive now and I and I feel like there is a bit of a um, you know uh, the idea of you know when you're just starting with something like your um, ability to absorb that knowledge like it, it you know you learn a lot in very little time and then at some point it starts kind of plateauing and you need to you know invest a lot more effort in order to uh, to continue growing in that area and so on right? and i think that has had a big impact in the way that I approach uh, this because mastery has been my drive in particular, right? So it, it, it starts with, oh, I, I want to be really good, at least for me, you know, it started as I want to be really good at, you know, this technology, right? Or this um, methodology or, right? And then you, you realize that what you can do, um, for instance, in, in software development and so on, is like what you can do as an individual is kind of limited. Right. If you want to do bigger things, you need to, you know, you need a group, you need a, a team, right? And then what makes a team be effective? So I started, you know, looking into that. Now it was no longer about, you know, how many technologies you, you know or how well you know a specific stack, but how are you able to transfer that knowledge? How are you able to get other people to collaborate and to, to work together to build something, you know, in, in an effective way? No? Then it expanded even more right because sometimes I've, I've saw that we were building things that you know the client didn't want and so we, we thought it was a success oh we delivered on time we did all these things but it was not really solving a problem so you start looking out of, of of that scope right and try to understand what you know the business wants to do what are the constraints like how can you achieve a solution that fits that so you start getting into consulting and into understanding and into you know lean startup and and ux and you know understanding the customer and so on and then you realize okay this is all working within an organization right and there are other teams and there are other clients all of these things are interacting so how can you bring about change to actually push things you know to to a more let's say um to a better way of working you know? And then you start looking into transformation and agile and culture and all of these. So this is a bit the, the journey that I went through, right? And, and it was guided by, okay, a topic that I needed to get better at, you know? learning a lot about, uh, about it and trying to apply it as, as you're doing things then and moving, you know, finding the next blocker and trying to, you know, better yourself in order to... The, the, there are to quite a few things that I would like to, to, to unpeak because blocker, there is a lot of right? stuff that you mentioned that I would like to, to, to talk about. Uh, and there are a few other things that I would like to, to bring as well. But like, so you mentioned that one of your main drivers was mastery. 
Uh, although I also mentioned that I had some financial pressures, uh, but the financial pressures just made me be more structured in how I went about my career and defining better my, the sequence of steps and, and really forced me to think very carefully what I want to achieve and how I would do that. But the, the real driver, because I could have done that in many different ways, like because of, for example, the solution for a financial problem is money. So I could have based my entire career on, on how do I get more money. And that was not the driver. The financial pressure was just a gif so just an added constraint that I had. But you mentioned mastery as your main driver, which was certainly for me the main driver as well. But given your experience, as you said that you were going for different things, do you think that at some point, following the, the uh, autonomy, mastery and purpose, uh, or like for example, do you think that mastery be became less of the driver and other things became more of a driver and when you started going much broader or mastery was still the main driver i think i think mastery has always been there it's just as part of that i chose uh specific let's call them projects like for instance when i started a uh, you know, social funding which was the first uh company i uh, started no uh, the idea was to build something. I basically played the role of a CTO. I had, you know, I out, I outsourced work to teams in other country. They did a lot of stuff, right, around that area. And for me, that was a project. That was a great way of understanding how a business ran, understanding, you know, what kind of trade-offs you need to do at that level and so on, right? Like getting that exposure. When that project finished, yeah, I... Uh, had other projects, no, and then you know, smoking brains went, came along, and so on. So it it always um, it was always there. The mastery was always there, but it was guided by the let's say the building something, right? Like by by that uh, you know, creative kind of. Um, mm -hmm. I'm lacking the 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 exact mm -hmm. words right now to to describe, it, but you know that that yeah. sense of building and contributing no, and you, you can call it purpose to some extent no it's like your, your child no or you said Matt, sorry, and that uh, drives uh, the uh, like the engagement other, well, this is a, this like the knowledge and, and the position and stuff and i wonder how much of this plays a part as well as you i yeah i want to unpick what what jose said about mastery I personally don't think knowing you, I personally you do, don't think you go for mastery because I was just like thinking about like what would be my driver and I'll tell you why I don't think you go for mastery because to to me and I mean maybe that's why I look at it, mastery is a, is a skill set that is quite cohesive and you are constantly doing it to get better and better and better at it, right? So it's it's not like... It's not moving from one skill set to the next skill set, <laughs> dabbling, trying to get some something. To, and I've got a point here, right? But uh, so, but it's it's actually mastery is more about almost obsession with something, with a skill that you are looking to kind of hone over and over and over and again. It's about specialisms to some extent. Mm -hmm. Maybe there is mastery on the breadth as well, but you go for the breadth a lot more than you go for the depth. Uh, at least that's how I've seen it. Like even recently, I've been quite impressed with, you know, you're looking at AI and data science and those kind of things. And you've gone into it 
fairly deep, but I won't call it mastery. But you you've got a good working understanding, better than much better than me. But you've just gone gone into it, and you go into the other things. Now, and these are the things that you're like you know even as you said even the things around. Uh, I don't know, the, you know, organizational uh, or cultures and all those things. And I think you get to a good level and maybe expert level, but is it really mastery in any particular one of those? Or is the combinatorial <laughs> effect allows you to do and wait for it? And this, I think, is personally my, my driver, <laughs> is invention and impact. I've always, mm -hmm. that's what I went for. Invention, that's what really gets me going because if I'm thinking I'm onto something kind of s discovering something new or s something that is novel not necessarily new but novel an impact will it drive an impact into something am I having a, some kind of an impact and that also drives me <laughs> and so okay. uh, maybe uh, no, in yeah, light no, of that what do you have to say <laughs> yeah 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 exactly, exactly so so for me I, I understand what you mean right so it, it can be seen as that as mastery it within one you know narrow the focus right and and kind of get better at one thing but it really depends on what that thing is right and for me this is why i'm combining it with uh, what i was mentioned before as having some sort of project no like running a company if you if you ask me it's about mastery about running a company and in, in many cases it's about mastery about you know getting a, a great team to work it's not so much about, it initially was about the technology and it initially was about i don't know .NET, which was one of my uh, you know pet stacks <laughs> no? uh and and that kind of stuff and i and i did a lot of stuff there and then I, I moved i don't know i did php and i got really good at php but then i started you know doing technical coaching and then you know like it, it changed right so for me it's a matter of that target like what you consider to be the thing that you're trying to master and in many cases that will require for you to build up different skills right and i'll give you an example now you mentioned uh, uh, machine learning data science and so on uh, well it's it's part of the job you know it's like what is it that i need now in order to you know have better conversations and understand what customers need uh, to you know talk to the team and try to convey an idea or help them or try to solve problems and it's also something that fascinates me you know because there is this you know continuous learning aspect of it which you know fills me with a with a warm <laughs> you know, you're feeling inside. You're exactly enjoying... yeah i'm but, enjoying it no it's, but it's I wouldn't not call a it mastery it's a though driver. it's not mastering the the company what you're drive. trying to do is is achieving right it's achievement it, it, yeah, and that's so, what so i meant the, impact, what i was thinking because i think that uh, among the three of us i'm probably the, that's the, a different driver the one with uh, 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 how can i say less that uh less breadth but i went from mastery so so i i I drove my career through mastery, and the difference, for example, when I look at the, like the two yeah, of you, but I, mainly Jose, uh, maybe because, uh, but like, I, I limited myself. So, so going using really mastery as a driver, at least the way I see mastery, I made conscious decisions of not learning certain things because I didn't want to deviate from the path that I was in, and and I only deviated like I only started adding more things to to to. To my let's say skill set, when I really felt that either was I was bored, or I really felt that I, I reached the level, the whole Pareto's law, that 
I reached like 80% of that knowledge and, and to get to the 100% would take like, the, take like the rest of my life. Maybe like I, I went, I still went ahead in that direction and at some point I stopped, but like I went really deep in very, very few subjects and I stayed there for a long, long time. I diversified a little bit more after we started Codurance. Uh, maybe a little bit earlier, uh, but because then my job, then the driver changed for me. Instead of being a master uh, in a few disciplines, I had that sense of achievement. I think that that's where Mesh was coming from, because I wanted to be an overachiever. So that, that achieving and making an impact was also a driver for me. But I, I used that within the narrow focus that I chose in my career to make an impact within that narrow focus. And then I just widened. I kept the, the, the making an impact. That's what we are doing. This is what we need to do for the job that we have now. And I gave up and I not, but for example, the mastery side is not the main driver for my career anymore, but it was at the beginning. Yeah. Interesting. Eh? But Jose, what, what do you think? No, I, I still think it's another aspect. There is this sense of, I mean, they're combined. No, there, there is an area of, around purpose no, and what it is that you're doing things for, right? Which is, I think, what you're referring to as, as you know, having that impact and so on. And then there is the, I, I think mastery, is all, mastery also, or an element of mastery, the continuous improvement or betterment of, of yourself, yeah? Independently of whether it's a, it's, a narrow focus or not. I think that aspect of mastery is definitely there in how I've approached uh, things. No, um, the reality is that, you know, a lot of the times in order to accomplish things and in order to, uh, you know, get results and, and so on, you don't need to get to that level of, you know, years and years of, of experience within one particular topic, right? And that idea of understanding how things work together and how they affect each other becomes a lot more important when you're dealing with complex things, right? Like it's, it's not just, you know, some input output, you know, you, you need to, when there are more variables that you, in many cases, you can't control and you get that understanding you know, the relationships between those things and, and being able to get good enough because getting better and, and you know, getting that 100% mastery of, of something is not really going to make a lot of difference when, you know, it's a very complex uh, system that is not just that skill and everything else is working. So uh, so that's what I think, right? Like, I, I understand the point. Yes, from that point of view, I would say earlier in my career, it was more about the skill set. This is why, you know, uh, TDD and, and software craftsmanship and, you know, we started the community and that it was that betterment and that um, getting better at the skill and the, the craft uh, of, you know, building well-crafted software, right? Uh, but then that definition of building well-crafted software it started expanding, uh, and yeah. then you know the the tool set that you need is is really 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 big, no. right? It's not it, you can't become a master in every no. single one of the skills that you need. No, right? so, so yeah, so you need so to start example, also prioritizing I, in that. I had to diversify uh, or to 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 build a, a bigger breadth of things to do my job, but 
I was happy to do that because the driver became different. The driver became, look, you are running a company now. You need to be successful. So in order to do your job now and to be successful and to you need to start understanding about things that I never wanted to understand before, like marketing and sales and customer uh, satisfaction and stuff like that. This is another thing, while we were talking, I was taking a few notes. For example, when I started my career, I was extremely selfish. I was focusing on doing what I wanted to do and what was best for me. I would choose job according to the, the things that I wanted to learn. So it took me years, probably more than a decade, until I switched my mind to say, yes, I need to learn things and I'll always keep that mastery thing going. But then I need to satisfy my employers, my clients and stuff. But it took me a long time to, 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 to actually start thinking like that. And this became far more apparent when I joined a consultancy company. And now we run one, of course. But like, but, but see, so my mind was changing. My focus was changing given what I was doing. I think I think this is this is an important and maybe uh, we at the, we need another session. Mm -hmm. I think one on craftsmanship mm -hmm. and one on mastery separately because there's a lot to unpick in in mastery. But like to just to kind of to kind of bring mastery back into the frame of career, right? Because we were talking about this and kind of like picking on exactly what you said, Sandro. There, there is an element of self-absorption in attaining skill, right? You, you like if you are trying to attain certain kind of skill, like being able to, re to really good, uh, test drive code really well, and you know have a really good flow in your development and that kind of stuff. There is an element of absorption, and we see that. You know, we definitely had it when we were younger. Uh, uh, makes me sound like really old now. Is it? Grandpa, you know what I'm a bit, yeah. <laughs> but um, but there is, a, yeah, exactly. There is an element of self-absorption, and you know, you you don't really, you almost think like you you take the career as if like the for as your right, because you are building up these skills. Right. And this is the other thing that I always talk to, you know, when we talk about uh, performance reviews and so on. Mm. Right. And the dichotomy of skill versus performance. Right. Just because you are skilled does not mean you perform well. Skill is a basis of maybe performing well. But in the beginning, when we are trying to kind of building up our career, we are obsessed with skill. Right. And maybe it is the right level, right kind of thing to concentrate on, because you do need a level of obsession to kind of really have do this repetitive thing over and over again when your margins of improvements are so minute on each iteration. I would like to, to say something like at the, the beginning of our conversation, I think that Mesh, uh, you mentioned, you ask like a almost a rhetorical question, like what what is a career or something? But we, we just, we, we, mm -hmm. I want to go back because I took some notes. I thought deeply about those things in the past, even when I was writing the book and stuff. So what is the difference between a career? So career, profession, and a job, right? And that distinction have always been extremely clear to me because having that, that, that distinction between career, job, and profession really helps, at least helped me to plan my life. So, for instance, the way that I define those things is, let's start with job and profession first. Uh, 
So for me, a job is a thing that you do, is a thing that is temporary, right? So uh, I knew that I would be joining companies. I would take my time in those companies. I would learn what I wanted to learn. I would be exposed to the experience that I wanted to be exposed. In certain companies, uh, certain companies I chose carefully. I chose very carefully all the, the jobs that I had uh, and I aligned them to where I was going. So given where I wanted to go, I chose the companies that had the potential to take me further in the journey that I wanted to go. So, mm -hmm. so those were jobs. This journey is the career. But then it's the profession. So the profession is, for me, when I was thinking about it, is something far deeper. Uh, so, you know, like that dichotomy that we see people saying, oh, my personal life and my professional life. That dichotomy is, is harmful, in my view. Because when you divide your, our lives into two, we are one, personal life and my professional life, we are creating a, a, an impossible division that make us feel bad constantly. If we spend more time in our professional side, we feel uh, we blame ourselves that we are sacrificing our personal side. If we spend more time in the personal side, we feel guilty that we are not spending enough time to uh, work on our careers or whatever that is. But if you think about a profession as something that is part of who you are, right? So it's a difference to say, when someone asks you, what do you do? Oh, I'm a, I'm a Java, uh, so I, 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 I don't know, I work for a company X, or I program in Java. Uh, so it's different from saying like, I'm a software professional, or I'm a software developer, or I'm a consultant. Because when you say I am something, you start incorporating as part of who you are, so that dichotomy, you don't feel that guilty. And for me, a profession is part of you. When you see something, I feel less guilty mm -hmm. doing one thing or the other because I don't divide them. I mean, my career is just the combination, is the accumulation of experiences that I had during my my time, my working. This is how I see that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I I think it's a good way. I mean, in in terms of yeah, there is you know like uh, in Seven ha Habits of Highly Effective People, I think there is a I don't know, it's been a while, but it talks about integrity, you know, when you are integrated, right? So that's how he mentions, like integrity is when you are integrated. And when your, the, your professional identity or what you do as a job and so on, and what you are on, in other kind of facets of your life, when those things are well integrated, then of course it makes for a, for a, for a more, let's say, harmonious life. Right, so I, I, I completely, I completely agree with that. But there is, so the, so there is the, this kind of. <laughs> I've lost my train of thought now. Because there was something. Yeah, I was I, gonna, I'm sure. It, I'm sure it was extremely point. profound. I had a very good point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just went down one route and kind of forgot what I was really what the really point was. Gonna be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just but, start. But, but, go but ahead. I was saying, like, for example, <laughs> and like, then I'll come say, back. I'm a lawyer. No, I'm a doctor. Let, let me. Like, so they incorporate that as part of who they mm -hmm. are. So see what I'm saying? Okay, so I'll 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 uh, I'll jump in and and pick that up. Yeah. So. Uh, you're talking about that separation, right? Of who, you know, 
the the job that you do or you know the 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 professional career development and the personal side of things right and one question that i would have uh, and could be the cause for, in many cases for this no is that um you know are you your job yeah let's say i'm, I'm gonna move out of the software industry or, or let's let's stick in the software industry now let's say that you're building software that you know, will I don't know, kill people. Yeah, to just to to mm -hmm. give an example. That's that's, that's very nice example. Isn't uh, it? Yeah. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna. Brilliant. Well, it, it is. It, it it could be a reality. I'm sure for someone out there, you know, they are building. Oh sure, but you you don't need to move out of the software industry for that. You can change jobs. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So so exactly. So let's say you're building software, no, and and that eventually will have a bad outcome. Does that make you, you know? a bad person or a, you know what i mean like is because i see that separation when there is a, a clash no or a, a dissonance no between how you see yourself as a person and the things that you want to do and what you're doing professionally at least this is my you know view on how well that i happen, i think right? i mean this the, is a that's like an age-old discussion, isn't it? Like Hannah Arden talked about that guy who was, you know, the the Nazi guy who was basically all he was doing was the logistics, and he was unrepentant till the very end because he said it's just my job. But you know, like mm -hmm. that—that's a very all kind of because because if he says because if he says you know I am or, or I'm then it's it's a different thing and this is what I'm trying to to get at no, but maybe like, he should have said I am and it would have made him think same as was the the guy who I, went I, to I the agree atom I agree. bomb who was then later on very you know he regretted it to some level because but the obsession with doing the job versus the integrity of being a of human the whole being. thing of, of the whole thing exactly yeah and, and this if you is compartmentalize it's, it's a problem it's easier well if you it's a problem uh, in a sense that uh, you know you don't you, you lose that other aspect uh, of things yeah but from the point of view of the person it allows you to do the job better well i'm not right? sure if so, it's true so i'm not it, sure it's if not it's a, true so that, is, is it is it that true because like i'm not sure if there is a a, a correlation in there uh, of doing the job better. I think that some people can compartmentalize and pe others don't. Uh, I think that it's very difficult for you to achieve mastery uh, when when you create that division. Like, for example, I find it's very difficult uh, uh, to, for example, for you to dedicate time without feeling guilty, because this is important, because it's the quality of the time that you dedicate, right? So to achieve mastery, because if you are chasing mastery, you need to incorporate that to your, to who you are, because it it, it will make it because like it will make your difficult very your life very difficult. You need to live exactly. it. No, you need of to the, you the the, the <laughs> effort. No, and but the, this can and be the, uh, this is actually can be very unhealthy because it, it, your obsession has to be tempered with something, right? Because it, you can if you are too like obsession can lead you like for mastery can lead you to an, a very unhealthy situation where you have no balance, right? And I think originally when you talked about you know bringing your profession as part of your identity, it actually integrates it with the rest of your life. So you can achieve a good level of balance. But, but because it's, it's, I don't think that this is for me, it might be a false dichotomy because like uh, balance and obsession is a slightly false, it's not, 
it's not the, the, the true dichotomy here. So what, what I'm trying to say is, for example, a very common question that we get, many in the craftsmanship uh, world, uh, how much time should I dedicate to my career? Right, so for some, some, some uh, prominent figures uh, in our industry will say you need to dedicate 20 hours a, a week, right? So, and people ask me like, how do you achieve balance? So for some, I cannot do that. I cannot put that pressure on myself and say, look, I'm gonna work eight hours a day and then on top of that, I'm gonna dedicate, let's say another uh, X number of hours per day or per week so that I invest in my career and then I time box that and then the rest is with my kids or my family. This would drive me nuts. So, and, and no, the reason that, that people try to do is because they are still trying to separate the two lives. So for example, I feel guilty when I go on a, a Netflix spree and I spend like two weeks just binge watching whatever series that I want or watching my NBA games as I'm gonna do tonight because the playoffs just started. So I have zero guilty. Like when I just put like an, an NBA game and spend like a full week just watching basketball and then for the next week or in two weeks time, I will just be reading a technical book. See, see what I'm saying? For me, it's far more natural. No, no, I, I totally understand. But I think I, uh, my view, yeah, so like the, the word is imprecise, I guess. Balance can mean a seesaw thing, you know, you give and take. Uh, but I don't here, think about. You know, but I, I kind think of what I'm take. trying to say is that when you you don't even no, no. think about balancing th something. No, no, you don't. No, no, you don't. And I'm not saying that you think about balance. I'm not saying that you think about doing this and that and that and that. Actually, uh, an integrated life or maybe mm, harmony okay. is a better word. Is that you? You're. And that's what I mean by balance. Is that you? It's, it doesn't mean that, you know, you kind of compartmentalize and this is how much time I'm going to spend on various things. What it basically means is that there's ebbs and flows in different aspects of your life, right? And they, in general, you know, you, you concentrate on certain things that are that make sense and other things that make sense at a different time and so on. So you kind of in this ebb and flow, but holistically that you have balance, you know, that you're, you, you, because it's, things are integrated, that your profession is as important to you and as much a part of you as the rest of your life. And you kind of create this natural harmony amongst them as you go along. You don't plan it so much. You but just that's a, but, but allow it to happen. Implies, basically. That's uh, a very... One thing over the other. And this is what I'm, this is what I'm trying to remove. Maybe yeah. that's the wrong wrong metaphor, wrong word. I'd say then, if that's that's how how it, it's not one or the other, but rather kind yeah. of more of a kind of a harmonious, integrated life, right? And and it's also very different from person to person, right? Like it would what harmony means for you, no, in in your professional and personal life, it may be very different for someone exactly. else, right? Exactly. And what you find a lot of the time is people applying their standards mm. of harmony is exactly. to everyone else's uh, you know like it should yeah. be like this and that is i think also a, a problem right because yeah. for one uh, for one you're judging others no and and that's not but also you know what works for you may not work for other people and they may they may listen to you and think that that's the the, the way to do that's the and, way it should be yeah. exactly yeah. And, and try to follow on on that no? so mm -hmm. again you know the you know you need to dedicate 20 hours a week uh, to your career well maybe you that's need true. to dedicate exactly. less maybe you you know what i mean like it's not and also it depends on what you want to do like you know coming back to what you, you you were talking about like 
you know, a lot of the times, there was a time in my life where I spent my nights, you know, playing with different versions of Linux Slackware. And to me, that was fun. Although it was actually preparing me for a job and I could say, okay, I'm spending a lot of time in my profession. But actually, it was part of my life. That's what I wanted to do at the time. And it was bringing me joy. And I think this, that's that's what I mean. That, you know, you did, and it's a very good point, Jose, that it's like, you know, how you how you kind of see harmony in your life and what gives brings you joy uh, you know, is different for everybody. And it could be actual work that brings you joy at a particular time. And the same work may not bring you joy at a different time, right? And that's fine. You Then you adjust your life accordingly rather than creating these expectations on yourself that, you know, shit, I need to spend 20 hours a week. Yeah, yeah it, it, know, would never, it never worked TDD for me because, cutters. like, I already have a lot of pressure at work to, to deliver shit and, and, and do stuff. The last thing I want to do is that when I finish my working hours, it should put an extra pressure on me to make something that was supposed to be a pleasure to be a chore, you know? So, so for me... Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so for I have me, to spend like, time if doing you're it going now. on yeah. YouTube, you yeah. watch one video that is about comedy, the other one is about a, a technical session, the other one is about whatever else. And, and see what I'm saying? For me, it's just like things that I like doing and everything that I do uh, hmm. should give me pleasure. If it's not giving me pleasure, uh, it's for me, given where I am now, it's not worth hmm. doing. And, and this, is, this is another uh, aspect of it, which is... Uh, 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 let's call it um, emotional intelligence, right? Or, or self-knowledge or knowledge of oneself. No, like what are the things that bring me, you know, uh, uh, pleasure or make me feel good or no, this kind of stuff. And a lot of people don't really sit down and think about this, which is, I think, a very important aspect of, you know, if you want to plan your career, if you want to, no, if you want to, you know, if you're in pursuit of happiness, so to speak, no, uh, understanding what that looks like, no, and it's something, for instance, that I I found out early in my career, like you know, it was I I was on the line of you know more power, money, and so on. That's what success means, right? And I remember reading a what's it called? Um, yeah, never eat alone. And I think the the in that book, the guy has a chapter where he talks about how the shirts that he bought were super expensive but they were losing like the buttons and and stuff like that. and he, he makes a whole reflection i don't remember if this is exactly the book i, I think it is but uh, he was making this reflection about you know what success actually meant and how that changed and that was a reflection that really you know uh, stuck with me because I realized that, you know, and this is the, the, the kind of hamster wheel that a lot of people find themselves in, like getting money, investing more more time to do, you know, to, to work so that they can get money, then never actually get to enjoy the results of, you know, having that money, like, you know, holidays with your family or whatever, spending time with your spouse and so on, right? So, so that aspect of knowing exactly what that means for you, and a lot of the times it's not really about money. Right, it, a lot of the time it's about how you feel about what you're doing and that that purpose and so on, right? And and it's something that a lot of people are not, you know, they see their jobs as you know, this is something that gets me uh, the money that I need yeah. in order to then go and do the things that and, I want to do, right? Like, like the so hobby or the. This is the thing that I always you, say. But, like I was even discussing with uh, Steve earlier on. Um, 
the we sometimes forget about how fortunate we are in our industry because the average salary for a developer is normally quite uh, above the average of salaries of any country right so developer uh, or a mid-level developer is paid far more than the average salary of the entire country which means that for example that that financial pressure yeah uh, we, we most developers once they are in that path mainly in like in the in the developer developed world that financial pressure is removed from us so there's no it's not that difficult let's say to shape our career in a way that you can combine a good standard of living with things that give you pleasure right Mm-hmm. But there, there is another uh, element, right? And you know, in I find that you, uh, in our industry, at least the people that I get to speak to, the pursuit of uh, wealth, mm-hmm. uh, let's mm-hmm. say, or money, is not as big. A, I mean, I'm sure, sure there are people, but it's not as big. And even the pursuit of authority or position is not not as prevalent. But what I see is that there's this undue pressure. On achievement of sort, achievement in knowledge, in in which is still more related kind to of experiences, right? So they, yeah, but the, but it is related to us. But they they put so much pressure on themselves to say, okay, I'm here. I need to be here now. I need to be a a team lead. I need to to be kind of know this stack. I need to be have all these cloud offerings under my belt. I need to have experience in these two or three different languages and so on. And this is a lot of expe- uh, expectations so early on, and they're almost in a hurry to move through that. Right? They it it's almost seems they can't wait, rather than actually enjoying the journey. Like you know, uh, I was speaking to Akbar the other day, and I was saying like. What happened to like, you know, rather than saying I need to be there and I need to be there and what happened to just like, you know, enjoying the experience, gathering experiences like I'm going to gather experiences, not because I want to be there, but because actually it brings me joy to have these different experiences. And I don't have to be uh, to kind of force myself to say I need to have these experiences by this time and I need to have moved beyond this level by this time. Right. Almost. Yeah, yeah. It's it's almost undue pressure. I don't know where it's coming from. I is that it's almost like people are younger and younger nowadays and put more and more pressure on themselves to be at certain level in their career at a much earlier. Uh, Jose, I think you want to mute. Age, right? Sorry, Rodri. Uh, Jose, you're. Uh, yeah, for for me, it's it's uh, it goes back to that uh, idea of of knowing what it is that actually you know brings you joy, so to speak. Know what is it that you're looking for, and a lot of times you you set a goal, but you don't know that's not what you want until you get there, right? So a lot of people think it's you know the money, and they go and try to, and once they have that, they realize that okay, that's not. It's it's a bit the the hierarchy of of needs, no, and must. Um, Marlowe's uh, pyramid no, of, mm. of need. Once you've got those things in place, right, you start realizing that there are other, there are other areas no, that, that are also important, right? Um, the, there is just uh, two things that I would like to, 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 to pick up on. 
there is the you were saying Mash, enjoying the experience that you were having and I think that every time I thought about that this was related to the group of people that I was working with and then the other topic would be when I started moving not away necessarily from mastery but when autonomy became more important uh, and uh, maybe this is even a better topic for us to discuss because for example as I was going through mastery I was focusing on my individual skills and the path that I want to follow and but one thing that frustrated me uh, over time was that I realized that I didn't have control of decisions that impacted me so then my drivers started to change from mastery to autonomy because I would start being part of the decisions right but that opened up as that became I'm not saying that that is like I, I gave up in one and replaced with the other it's just like I was putting more emphasis on get on becoming getting more autonomy let's say so but that changed my focus because then I, I, I was going, I started pushing myself to be involved in, in certain positions, in certain discussions. I realized that I didn't have the depth to be part of certain groups. Uh, I always say that to people, for example, everyone wants to be part of certain groups. Uh, so I have a long, long talk about that. But for example, I was asking myself, this, this was a thing that really changed in my head. I knew that I wanted to be part of certain groups that were the decision-making groups. But, but, but it was a very naive thought. Of course I wanted to be part of that group. But, but, but I was failing. And the reason that I was failing is because I failed to understand what I brought, what I would bring to that group. So why would that group accept me in a way? See what I'm so it took me also a while to say, if I want to be part of a decision-making group, what do I bring to the table? And that forced me to start expanding my skill sets to different directions so that I could contribute to the discussions where decisions would be made. Mm. But that changed the focus. I think... Um, I don't know yeah, what you I mean, guys think about it. Is, it's very interesting. I mean, per, uh, it makes makes complete sense. I'm just trying to see if that was the, the path that I followed. Because, like, you know, one thing that I often did was I don't know consciously and subconsciously I did move up the ladder fairly quickly both at in the consultancy and then in the investment bank and so on mm -hmm. I kind of always had the knack of moving up the ladder and I don't know if that was that what the driver there was I you know uh, Jose earlier mentioned um, uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs there is this Whole, one thing is to be in certain circles because you want to have certain kind of to one be able to make certain kind of decisions and there is then the this other thing about um, uh, sociological needs in the Maslow's hierarchy. I think that's how it's pronounced anyway but there where you want to be in certain groups because there is a social kudos to those groups as well and I'm I'm still not 100% sure why I moved up the ladders quickly I think one thing that I did do and maybe this is Another thing that we should be discussing in the career, because if you're thinking about certain aspects of like being a, be, it's not just about having the right skills to bring something into certain groups, it's also about uh, relationships, right? And I think this is one area that I did well is that I established 
not in a kind of a manipulative way. It's I think you know, kind of just because that's the way I worked and and that's the way I related to people is kind of close bonds with people. And often the not just the people that I worked with within the teams, but also other people. Uh, you know, my people at kind of a higher level, people kind of in different departments and those kind of things, closer social bonds. I always got on with some people really well. I mean, Sandro, you're, <laughs> you're and, you know, we, we kind of maintain that bond and that's, and yeah. maybe that was because I'm trying to kind of uh, understand the reasoning on why I moved up these ladders and into these different groups. And I think that need for forming or, or wanting to form closer bonds also helped and it's probably another area that we should look at when we are talking about career right is that i don't i don't want you yeah i don't want you to put words in your mouth but like uh we, we've been uh side by side in our careers for what now uh if i've been here yeah. for 17 years so 15 years for 15 years we've been going side by side and what I can say is what you said before, for example, you always, you had much earlier than me a, a bigger sense of creating an impact, right? For example, you were more focused on the job. You, for example, I'm here to do a job mm -hmm. and I want to make a big impact. So, so then you were making the connections and then you would position yourself mm -hmm. in places that you would make a bigger impact. It was slightly different from the drive that I had. I, I didn't want to be impacted by this. I wanted to do things my way. I wanted to drive things. It was different. It, mine was more selfish in a way. See, see what I'm saying? I think that you had a much, much earlier. Today we, we are very similar, but like earlier on, you already had a much bigger perspective in terms of, look, I need to provide value here. I need to create an impact. I need to, to do what is right for my employer and, 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 and clients when we were in consultancy. Me was more like, this is what I would like me and my team to do. And there are all those external decisions that drives me nuts. Or I see all these inefficiencies that I cannot impact. And I want to be there and say, hey, I think this is all shit. And I want to do that in a different way. That reminds no me of a few, few, few so discussions in the old days, at least. <laughs> <laughs> Right. But, but, but I was coming short because I was trying to bulldoze myself into meetings and they would just easily beat my arguments down because I had no foundation. I was just coming and we want to do TDD and without really understanding the, the business side. So, but that after so many failures in trying to achieve what I wanted and get, I had to expand my mind. I had to open my mind and say, look, dude, you cannot just be the guy that can write some code and test drive stuff. You need to understand more but but it was a different driver i guess mm. from yours maybe they I similar know. i would say similar to to Rao, to what i went through now when i was explaining before you know you you get really good at something then you know how does the team you know get the whole thing gets better and then how do we know that we're building the right thing and so for me it was a bit in that direction i was not trying to i came at it from a perspective more of curiosity like okay so what is this now like what's happening here like what is that what is that i'm not seeing what what do i need what is where's the gap what is the uh, more than you know i want to be i just wanted things to work right i just wanted things to just to, to be successful doing what we were doing right and that was kind of it, it's a different 
uh, a different approach, let's say, but very much similar in the you know in in the context now in which in which that was happening. Now, in my case, it was you know we ended up uh, delivering stuff that uh, that was not what the client wanted to know, and then we 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 put a lot of effort and a lot of, but you know the result was crap no because in the end it was not what was needed right and so on so uh so yeah from, from that perspective i i see lots of similarities there but one thing i have to say and i was saying this to aqua today actually jose is that you're almost because it's, it's your birthday happy birthday but it's uh <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. and i'll say like jose is you know, I don't like, of, uh, you know i don't like i thought i put your birthday <laughs> in i have said everybody we, we, we had to get the <laughs> Exactly, you had to publish the whole world, put it live just to exactly. piss him off. So, like, Sandro and I are, uh, you know, we're almost 10 years older than you. But where you are, like, I personally was not where you are right now at your age. And mm-hmm. there is uh, maybe in that career maturity or whether you call it, I don't know, whatever it is, but I think there are certain things and behaviors that you're engaged in where you are moving through your career faster than I I moved in at least. And there are certain things I don't know it's to do with the curiosity or like this thing hasn't worked. I think this is maybe another area that is good is that you're, one thing I found about you is that you are constantly looking for feedback. You often ask me like, okay, you know, we did this like, so what's your feedback? And, you know, to be frank, like at your age, I didn't want to hear feedback, right? I mean, I was yeah. a bit too arrogant and a bit too insecure. And, you know, it's like, it, it was, there is no way that I want to hear about someone's feedback and the, so that they can tell me that you went wrong there or something, you know. And I think maybe that's allowing you to move faster in your career uh, and in your kind of the, the, the I guess, the, the body of knowledge that you have. Uh, and this is something that we are finding now is how important that is. Like, you know, we are helping build careers of many people in our company and we are finding how important that feedback is and trying to kind of establish that almost as a skill and a habit amongst people and ourselves. But I, this is definitely not what, like I can speak for myself. I didn't have that like 10 years ago. No, me neither. Me neither. I, I would not be open not not open to listen to feedback but i would not be proactively seeking feedback mm. right so that is for sure um, mm. maybe you should have another uh uh chat about feedback yeah. later on so we've been mm-hmm. going for an hour so it's probably time to, to start wrapping up yeah yeah definitely yeah. i think we have three spin-offs already feedback yeah. uh what was the other one uh, mastery. mastery and uh, craftsmanship craftsmanship yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. cool plenty to talk about excellent cool thank you very much and we'll do another one for sure thank you for listening Uh, yeah take care cheers (laughs)